eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello again, Dolphin fans, and welcome to a special edition of Finsider Daily right here on thefinsider.com. And earlier this week, we announced that we were going to start doing these short podcasts, about 15 to 20 minutes, to bring you the latest news on the Miami Dolphins, our favorite football team. Earlier this week on Monday, Matthew Kanata dropped his Han Solo podcast discussing the defensive backs and the pup list. Uh, and then Sutton yesterday with Brett Yaris and himself, they discussed the defensive line and what type of impact Brian Flores will have. Today I'm going to touch on skill positions, mostly the halfbacks, Kenyon Drake, Kalen Balage, the rest of the group, and then the wide receivers, who's going to step up, who might not, and of course the tight ends. We're waiting for Mike Jasicki to break out, Dwayne Allen's on the pup list. Let's not forget about Dermot Smythe and Nick O'Leary. All of those players could have some type of impact in 2019. That is a rundown of what we are going to talk about on today's edition of Finsider Daily. Hello again, Dolphin fans, and welcome to the July 24th edition of Finsider Daily. And as we talked about earlier in the show, Matthew Kanata and Aaron Sun already dropped their podcast. Go check those out. But now it is Houts' turn, and here I am, Han Solo, just like Kanata was. I don't have any friends, and I'm going to do my best to make this a very, very entertaining podcast. To do my best to make you guys enjoy all the Dolphins information that we give you here at the Finsider. So without further ado, let's get started. And the first thing we need to touch on is that we are officially one day away from the start of the Miami Dolphins training camp. One day away, guys, from the start of Miami Dolphins football. We know there is a new era in Miami. It is something that we have become accustomed to as Dolphin fans for many, many years. This is kind of the new normal around here. And you know we say it every year, but things just seem to be different down there. 
South Florida. Uh, Stephen Ross finally seems to have made the right decisions. Chris Greer is now in charge. Whether that plays out is yet to be decided, but early on, lots of good moves have been made. You bring in a coaching staff, you pry them away from New England, the evil empire up there, and just hope that finally things are different. Finally, it's the Miami Dolphins' turn to regain that AFC East and become competitive once again. I know Dolphin fans are very deserving of this. It's something that many of us doubt will ever happen again and we have to feel envious of those fans of the 72 and 73 Dolphins they got to see those Super Bowls they got to see the perfect team for us we got Dan Marino and for as amazing of a quarterback as Dan Marino was he never quite got the ring it's a travesty in my opinion it's something that absolutely needs to be changed whether that's him getting one as being a part of the Dolphins front office or whatever it may be I am very very curious though to see whether or not some of these younger fans would trade all of those Dan Marino seasons, all of that great elite play, seeing one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not in our opinion, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback in NFL history, would you trade in those days? Would you trade in all those records for a 72 team? Would you trade all that in for if the 2019 Miami Dolphins you know, go out there this year and go 19-0? and I absolutely would. I love you, Dan Marino. You are my favorite football player. There will never be another quarterback like you. There will never be a player that I envy, covet, love as much as you. But at the end of the day, man, if it came to between you and a perfect season, I would personally, you know, I, I would pick the perfect season. I'm sorry, Dan. Uh, I'm going to throw a pull up in this. I think it's a very good topic. I might throw one up on Twitter as well. Let me know in the comments. Tweet me. Crawl my DMs. Do whatever it is. Let me know. How you would approach this? Would you take that 1972 team? Would you take that perfect season? Or would you take Dan Marino and all those accolades? You know, the, the good years, the elite play, you know, all the good that came with it. But at the end of the day, again, I'm still here. I've been a Dolphins fan since 1993. I'm still here, and I still have not seen a Super Bowl. Pete Stojanovic, you are a bastard. But let's get back on topic here, guys. Let's talk about the 2019 season. Let's talk about the skill position players. And uh, we're not going to talk about offensive line. We're not going to talk about quarterback. Those are two things that we will probably discuss on the flagship, which debuts Thursday morning. Uh, that is going to be the first podcast. I believe it will be right up before the start of training camp, so check that out, guys. But we are going to look at halfbacks first, and when you're looking at this running back group, there's one guy that stands out among the rest, and that, in my opinion, is Kenyon Drake, the 25-year-old from Alabama. Um, wasn't the biggest fan of him when he was drafted. In fact, a quick story, kind of funny. I think he had a couple fumbles in his rookie year. I went out there. And I tweeted that I wouldn't even let him hold my daughter because of his fumbling issues. Uh, obviously, bigger fan of him now. Very, very much respect what he's done, the type of player he's become. And I think big, big things are in Kenyon Drake's future. Uh, you might not find a bigger... Okay, Mike is definitely a bigger Ke Kenyon Drake fan than me. I'm sure there's a lot more out there. But I'm a huge Kenyon Drake fan. Get all your shares in fantasy football this season. Sorry for spitballing, folks, but when you look at what he did last year with limited opportunities, 120 carries, 535 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, 4 touchdowns as a running back. So then you look at that, and uh, you see uh, a guy that, like we said, underutilized. But then you look at his receptions, 53 receptions, 477 yards. He's averaging 9 yards per catch and 5 touchdowns. So he actually had more receiving touchdowns than he did rushing. And again, that has a lot to do with the opportunities he saw. Uh, has a lot to do with his skill set because when you look at Kenyon Drake, one of the things you saw at college was a guy that can go out there and line up as a wide receiver. He can make plays downfield. And when you have that type of player, I mean, that is a very, very good thing to have, a very, very rare skill set that not all running backs possess. And when you look at him compared to some of these other guys, I mean, Kenyon Drake is quick, he's decisive, and he can make every move. 
More times than not, he found a way to break away from tackles, found a way to make plays when given the opportunity. So for me, I'm very excited to see what Kenyon Drake can do in an offense that, in my opinion, can feature his skill set. He is a guy that is probably the best pass catcher out of the backfield, and in my opinion, the best running back on the roster. Yes, I said it. Kenyon Drake is halfback one. He should ball out. He should get a lion's share of the carries this season. The coaching staff should put all their faith and trust in him and let him do what he was born to do. But everyone should temper their expectations because the fact of the matter is this. This is a new coaching staff that is coming from New England, and we know how New England utilizes those running backs. It's kind of a timeshare. It's it's kind of rough if you're a fantasy football player, to be completely honest. But I do believe Kenyon Drake is going to get a lion's share of those carries. Like I said, another player that is going to get a bulk of the workload and a guy that Dolphins Twitter is just overly, overly excited on. He's a guy that my good friend and I, Jake Mendel, touched on in our In the Hunt book club last week. We will tweet it out. We will talk about Kalen Balazs more as the weeks go on, but he is a player that, you know, a tw picture of him surfaced this offseason. The guy is looking jacked as all hell, and people just went crazy for that. And you can understand why, because when you look at it in college, the man scored eight touchdowns, and Yes, he wasn't the most productive running back, but when you hear that a guy scores eight touchdowns in a football game, it could be peewee football, it could be a AFL, XFL, CFL, sorry, too soon on the AFL. It could be any league possible. If you're scoring eight touchdowns in a football game, I mean, that's pretty damn impressive, even if you're a quarterback. So much like his college statistics were skewed by that big eight touchdown game, his NFL career was kind of the same, and we know he was a rookie. Uh, we know he was drafted with that pick that the Miami Dolphins received for Jay Ajayi, and I personally was very, very upset when Jay Ajayi got traded. Huge Jay Ajayi fan. My wife was actually going in labor uh, when that trade went down, so I was a little frustrated. There was nothing in the world that I would want more than my daughter, so Jay Ajayi, good riddance. I would not pull Stannis Baratheon like he did trying to take over the Seven Kingdoms. It did not work. Bad, bad choice. I uh, love my daughter. love my wife. Shout out to you guys, but you have Kalen Balazs here, and you got a guy that you know he's just sitting there looking for opportunities and again New England style of offense Chad O'Shea coming from New England they may implement that kind of uh, stable of running backs there and sure we hope Kenny Drake gets the carry sure we hope Keelan Blige is at number two but let's not forget about some of the other backs on the roster when you look at it, we got Kenneth Farrow I believe he was the AAF's all-time leading single game rusher uh, Patrick Laird a guy that people believe could have that Rex Burkhead type role uh, Mark Walton and Miles Gaskin Gaskin was a seventh-round pick this year, a speedy, speedy running back out of Washington, a guy that I do believe will get special teams duties almost right away. Should be the return man, in my opinion, but again, training camp hasn't even begun. We are one day away. I could probably say about 10 more times. So I do like Miles Gaskin. I think he's going to have his niche. He's going to be a speedster out of the backfield. You know, maybe he's that guy that can, can shock some people. You know, we've seen these late-round picks turn into studs, and especially at the running back position. So why could Miles Gaskin not come in there with that skill set not come in there and be that speedy scat back that can make plays, you know, tosses, those those stretch plays outside, and then go out there and make the plays as a, as a receiving back. So I do think Miles Gaskin, uh, whether or not it's this year or in the future, will have a role in Miami. Another guy that I think this has a lot more to do with his off-the-field issues than it does with the type of player that he is on the field, and we're talking about Mark Walton, the five foot nine running back out of Miami, the U. Uh, we all saw that tape of him getting tased by the the police officer broke away from that like it was a freaking 150-pound DB. Just threw him to the threw the taser off and ran right past these cops. I mean, that is a player that, all jokes aside, I won on my team. And, I mean, I say all jokes aside, but when you look at what Mark Walton did in college, you saw he was a productive running back. You saw that aside from his size, there was very little that, you know, he could not do with the ball in his hand. 
And admittedly enough, I thought he would have a bigger role in Cincinnati, at least cutting to some of those Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon carries. That obviously did not happen. Cincinnati was dreadful last year, so uh, maybe it's for his better. But what you get with Mark Walton, again, is a guy who I believe could be a starting NFL caliber running back. I believe is a guy that if he can stay out of trouble off the field, you know, the marijuana possession, the, the carrying of a gun, breaking away from the cop like we touched on earlier. If he can stay out of trouble, this guy is 22 years old. The sky is still a limit for him. We've seen plenty of players. One side, you know, they, they fall out of the league. They, they get into more trouble never heard from again. On the other hand, there are these guys that become model citizens, become everyday, go out there, do the right thing, go out there in the community, become, you know, a role model for some of these younger guys. That is what Mark Walton needs to do. That is what this coaching staff needs to do. And I think that is the biggest key here is that this coaching staff has proven in the past, and I mean, I say this loosely because we all know Bill Belichick is the guy there in New England. We all know he is the one calling the shots. But, I mean, he is a guy that went out there brought in a Josh Gordon, brought in these other players, you know, might not have fit in other places, gave them a chance, turned them into caliber NFL players. I think that is what this coaching staff is intending on doing. I think they're going to bring in, you know, the Preston Williams, the Mark Wallens. They're going to bring in these guys who have tons of potential on the field, young players that can still be changed, can still be coached up on and off the field. And I think that's what a lot of us have to remember is that these football players are just people. And these are guys that have human emotions. They've done good. They've done bad. And it's how they overcome those things, how they build upon themselves as a person. I think this coaching staff is the perfect fit for these guys, for some of these troublemakers. And I hope that uh, Preston Williams, I hope that a Mark Walton, I hope that in a couple of years, those are the players that we're talking about here in Miami. Those little, Those players who many people doubted and they turned their careers around that is what I want to see. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I want to see Preston Williams go out there and become that Randy Moss. I want to see Mark Walton go out there and become that second coming of Frank Gore. That is what I want to see out of these guys. Whether or not that happens, I mean, we're the Miami Dolphins. It probably won't, but that is the type of stuff that I want to see his coaching staff do with some of these players. I want to see them to develop these guys. Before we get into the wide receivers and tight ends, I just want to talk about fullback Chandler Cox, the guy the Dolphins drafted from Auburn. I love saying that name. This is a physical, physical guy, a guy that can make plays, can out honestly act as another offensive lineman as you saw CK Parrott tweet out during the NFL offseason. So Chandler Cox, the sky's the limit. I think he's going to have a huge, huge uh, role in this offense. I think he's going to be kind of an X factor there because this offense, the best way to take away from the Josh Rosens and the Ryan Fitzpatrick's is to work that run game. And I think that's the thing the Dolphins need to establish early this season. They have some pretty good running backs. They need to build that offensive line, which again, we will touch on in a future episode. But I do think Chandler Cox, he's going to have a huge impact on that run game. And I'm excited to see the way these running backs run behind that, <laughs> that mangled offensive line. But that's enough about the running backs. Let's go on and talk about another position, the tight end position. And we know the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that all of us want to see break out, become the next Rob Gronkowski. And despite him blocking me on Twitter, I'm still very upset about that, Mike. Please, please unblock me. But aside from Mike Jacecki blocking me on Twitter, this was a guy that was very, very disappointing in 2019. And much like with the Kenyon Drake situation, a lot of this can probably be blamed on Adam Gase. And I hate to be that way. I hate to throw him under the bus. But, I mean, he's no longer a Dolphin. He's a Jet. So he went from being a guy that I rooted for each and every day, a guy who I respected as a man, to an arch enemy. And that's just the name of the game. Now that's enough about the googly-eyed, incompetent head coach that we once had. Let's focus on the tight ends. Uh, Mike Jasicki again, 22 receptions, 202 yards, 9.2 yards per catch, 27 yards was his long. And for a guy that was drafted in the second round, number 42 overall, he is 23 years old, so he still has plenty of time to transition to the NFL game. But for a guy who many believe was going to come in there and just you know, beat the defenses to a pulp, a guy who's just going to be a seam buster right out the gate, 
a legit video game Madden cheat code. It was pretty underwhelming to say the least. And we do know that there were rumors that the New Orleans Saints had interest in him in that in that draft. The New England Patriots had some interest in him in that draft. Uh, but he ended up in Miami. And when you compare him to some of those other guys that were drafted, like a Dallas Goddard, uh, Mark Andrews, some of those other rookie tight ends that went out there and made an immediate impact, you could be a bit disappointed. But let's not take 2018 and put too much stock in that. Let's look towards 2019. Let's look at what the New England offense has done with a Rob Gronkowski, uh, with an Aaron Hernandez, who we don't need to talk about that. But what they did, they got a lot out of those guys. And to be completely honest, that is when you saw New England turn into that juggernaut. I mean, I think there was a statistic that came out that since 2009, the New England Patriots have not finished out of the top four offensively, and that is huge. I mean, when you got an offense that can just go out there and pretty much have their way with the opposing defense, I mean, that is truly unbelievable. Do I think that the Miami Dolphins are going to have a New England-style offense or even a top 10 offense? Absolutely not, but I do think things are good things are set to come, and I think a guy like Mike Jasicki, he's not as talented as a Rob Gronkowski. He's not as talented as an Aaron Hernandez. But he did light the combat pond on fire. He does have all the athletic abilities. He just needs to bring it all together. And again, I think this coaching staff can bring out the most in him. Uh, two other guys to talk about: Dermon Smythe, the other rookie, more of a blocking guy. A lot of people going to know what Anthony said there was just One more guy. He we is had a to guy that about. I do There's believe will. Two. You know, he'll be in there now. No one twenty-one techniques. Expect from him this year. Uh, we know he's starting here on the pup list, but he is a guy who has familiarity with this offensive coaching staff. Has familiarity with some of these guys from their New England days. Uh, so they brought in his veteran presence. He's a guy who, again, can take some of those blocking responsibilities away from Mike Jasicki and open things up for him in the passing game. Same can be said for Nick O'Leary, a guy that, you know, he went out there and had a pretty decent first game of the season. I think he had six catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. A lot of people, you know, thought, okay, maybe this guy could become something. Didn't really do much the rest of the year. But overall, I think Mike Jasicki is a guy to watch in this group. I think he has the highest ceiling. And I do think that, again, in a New England-style offense, that's best suited for a guy of his. Uh, that is best suited for Mike Jasicki's skill set. I do believe that 2019 will be a better season than 2018. Obviously, that's not saying much, but the sky's the limit for Mike Jasicki in the Miami Dolphins offense, and big things should come. Uh, we talked about halfbacks. We talked about the tight ends. Let's talk about wide receivers. And this is a group that many people are either very high on or very down on. And one of the biggest deciding factors, obviously, is going to come down with the health. And we know that Albert Wilson suffered that hip injury. We know that Jakeem Grant suffered that Achilles injury. We know Devontae Parker has struggled to stay healthy throughout his career. So I think it's going to come down to health. But let's take a look at some of these receivers and let's start right there with Devontae Parker. And Parker is a guy that has all the potential in the world. A guy that many believe could be a true number one wide receiver in the NFL. Obviously it has not happened uh, since he was drafted. You look over his career, he has 163 catches, 2,217 yards, and only nine touchdowns. 2018, he only had 309 yards and a single touchdown, so uh, it's up and down for Devontae Parker. And for a guy that has the skill set to play on the outside, he has the skill set to be that big body number one wide receiver that the Miami Dolphins have long yearned for since, you know, Chris Chambers left. Brandon Marshall, they made that trade, you know. You can go down the list of the, the Dolphins wide receivers they had over the last several years, and no one, in my opinion, has that Devontae Parker skill set. Unfortunately for Devontae Parker, he has yet to really own his craft and become that true number one wide receiver that he can become. I'm not certain it's going to happen this year. I know he signed that new deal with the Dolphins. But if Devontae Parker does not step up sooner than later, make no mistake about it, he will not be on the Miami Dolphins roster past 2020. He is signed through then. Uh, Dolphins picked up that option, like I said. And, you know, if... If anyone is going to bring out Devontae Parker's potential, you have to believe it's his coaching staff. You have to hope that they can finally 
break through and make Devontae Parker that elite wide receiver that many expect him to be. Hopefully, you know, he's got rid of them SpongeBob SquarePants. He's not going to go on Twitter and or Instagram and post a dumb videos of him sitting there, you know, making up TikToks or whatever they are, those little music things. Uh, but Devontae Parker, I mean, this is a guy that immaturity was kind of a, a deal those first few years. He's kind of seemed to turn things around. I know he went on Twitter when he signed that new deal and, you know, new year, new me. He wants a fresh start and that's what he's going to get. Another guy that's going to get a fresh start here in Miami is Preston Williams. When you look at Preston Williams, this is a guy that many people believe is a second or third round talent. We know he went undrafted. We know about his off the field problems. We know he had to transfer from Tennessee uh, for some off the field issues. Then he had gotten that altercation with his former girlfriend. Uh, there's different things there that would wave a red flag for some organizations. But again, this is a New England style coaching staff. They are starting to do new things here in Miami. And just like Mark Walton, they're bringing in a Preston Williams who has all the potential in the world. Seems to be going out there and doing the right things. We know on Instagram he was posting pictures of him working out with Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. If there's anything you want to see out of these young players, these guys that, you know, need to prove that they belong in the NFL, a guy with that type of talent that, you know, is just happy for a chance to play in the NFL, to play in the league and prove that he can be a number one wide receiver. When you see him going in there in the offseason, as soon as, I believe as soon as OTAs broke, you know, he was there working out with Chad Johnson. That's huge. Uh, what we can expect from Preston Williams year one, I'm not quite sure. You don't know what type of reps or, or what time of uh, plan they're going to put in place there for him. But if you're asking me long term, if I think Preston Williams is going to be the Dolphins' number one wide receiver, maybe the Dolphins' receiver that you know many of us had hoped that Devontae Parker could become, I absolutely do believe that Preston Williams has all the talent in the world and can absolutely be that type of dynamic wide receiver. He can play inside. He can play outside. Huge, huge body. Huge target for um, quarterbacks and you know Ryan Fitzpatrick you know Josh Rosen throughout training camp they were praising Preston Williams again this is just a guy that is young hungry and has all the physical attributes to be a true number one wide receiver I think it's going to come sooner than later I hope I'm right uh, do not put him on the practice squad Miami there's no chance he is going to stay there because this is a guy that is very talented and a guy that many believe including myself could set the world in fire Maybe not in 2019, but for sure in 2020 and beyond. Another wide receiver that many people fail to mention when they talk about the Miami Dolphins. And this is a guy who, for as good of a football player as he is on the field, he is a better human off what he's done for racial equality in America. I mean, it is just, you got to tip your hat to Kenny Stills. And for as good of a player as he is off the field, he is a better player on. And I mean, you got a guy here who the Dolphins traded a fourth-round pick for, a guy who didn't quite get it done there in New Orleans. And since he's come to Miami, he has been... That deep threat that many had hoped he could become. 27 years old. I think I might have said 26 earlier. Last season, 37 receptions, 553 yards, 6 touchdowns. Had 6 touchdowns in 2017, 9 touchdowns in 2016. This is a guy that went out there and he was one of Ryan Tannehill's favorite targets. you got to think that translates to these new quarterbacks. you got to think that a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who just likes to throw up those YOLO shots downfield, you know, Kenny Stills, I remember some one of the beat writers tweeting out, had a 70-yard touchdown grab in OTAs. I mean, this is a guy who's going to have big play potential. A guy that the Dolphins are going to utilize early and often throughout that offense. I think he might be arguably the, the most well-rounded wide receiver on the roster. But time will tell with Kenny Stills. And this is a guy who is still signed under contract in 2020, unrestricted free agent in 2021. So we will see how long he is with the Miami Dolphins. Another guy that we got to talk about, another guy that has that big play potential. You know, we continue to talk about these receivers, this, these guys, these quick, shifty receivers that have the skill set to take it to the house on each and every touch. And that is the perfect segue into these next two wide receivers. The first one is Jakeem Grant, and this is a small, 
fast, quick guy that can run a 4.3840 blazing speed. We don't know how that Achilles injury may affect that, but he is out there running routes. He's out there working with the team, and he has the potential. You know, we sit here and we wonder who might play opposite of Devontae Parker, who might play on that boundary, and sure, Kenny Stills is in line for that. He could take some reps out there, but Jakeem Grant has proven, and unless you're living under a rock, you do remember that game on Monday Night Football where he went up there and Randy Moss, Malcolm Butler, made him look absolutely foolish, and that is what Jakeem Grant can do. This is a small-bodied guy, a guy that is just five foot six and 170 pounds soaking wet, so not necessarily the ideal size for a wide receiver on the outside, but again, Jakeem Grant has proven that he can go up there and make those catches over some of those bigger defensive backs. He can go out there and be as physical as the rest of them. So I do think Jakeem Grant, you know, this New England-style offense that Chad O'Shea is bringing over, implementing the EMP-style offense, I do think that Jakeem Grant should have a bigger role in 2019. And again, if he is healthy, could be one of the most explosive receivers in the league. And as crazy as it sounds, Jakeem Grant might not even be the best wide receiver on the roster. That could be Albert Wilson. A lot of people were, you know, kind of in the uncertainty about what Albert Wilson brought to the table. They weren't quite sure what type of player he was because he didn't really get those targets there in Kansas City. But what we saw in the limited action that he had was just an explosive playmaker that could do everything. He had 26 receptions, 391 yards, averaged 15 yards per reception. He had a long of 75 and four touchdowns. He threw a touchdown pass to Jakeem Grant. He absolutely dismantled the Chicago Bears' number one ranked defense on his way for a touchdown. Albert Wilson could do it all. And before he got hurt, he was leading the NFL in yards per attempt, yards per route. I mean, this is a guy that if things can line up, if he can stay healthy this season, if they can implement him into this offense, he is going to be a superstar. He is, by all accounts, ready for week one. You know, you continue to see that he's tweeting it out, that he's ready. He will not start the season on the pup list, which is great, great news for a guy that, again, should have a huge role in 2019, should be a huge part of the Miami Dolphins' future here in Miami. And I'm excited for Albert Wilson more than anyone on this team. I do believe that he is the most talented wide receiver that we've had here in Miami for quite some time. As much as I like Jarvis Landry, that is just a cold, hard truth. In just half a season, I mean, he put up more touchdowns than Jarvis Landry did. He is an absolute superstar. And with that skill set coupled with Devontae Parker, with a Preston Williams, with the Kennedy Stills, with Jakeem Grant, I do believe this receiving core is a lot better than many try to give him credit. We do know the Dolphins signed Ricardo Lewis this offseason. He unfortunately suffered a season-ending injury. They recently claimed Saeed Blacknall from the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you got Trent Irwin. Reese Horn, and of course, a guy that I was pretty high on a couple years ago, Isaiah Ford, a guy who I still believe could make a name for himself here in the National Football League. But time will tell which one of these guys kind of emerge out of training camp. And we will find out sooner than later as Miami Dolphins training camp kicks off tomorrow afternoon. Again, this was the first edition of my Finsider Daily Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. Uh, just a quick recap, halfback. I got Kenyon Drake, Kalen Balaj. I believe Mark Walton could have an impact. I believe Miles Gaskin could make an impact. At tight end, it's obviously Mike Jasicki. You got Dwayne Allen who can catch the football, can block. Dermot Smythe, Nick O'Leary, those guys could have a role. And then at wide receiver, you got Devontae Parker. You hope he can emerge as a number one wide receiver. Preston Williams fits that similar bill, and I do believe sooner than later he will be the guy there in Miami. Albert Wilson might be the most explosive playmaker on the entire roster. And, of course, Kenny Stills and Jakeem Grant round out that unit, aside from the depth and those guys battling in training camp. But, again, thank you for joining me here on my very first episode of Finsider Daily. There will be plenty more of this as we head into training camp, as we approach preseason, and as we go through the regular season. For my fallen colleagues, Aaron Sutton and Matthew Kanata, I'm Josh Houts. We'll talk to you next time.
That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.